The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay. Hey, everyone. So I actually brought back a fan favorite guest. I have Kajal here. She was on an episode about a year ago, probably right before she was starting her first year of dental school. So now she's gone through all of it and we're going to chat and kind of catch up. Kajal, do you want to give them a little intro if this is their first time listening? Yeah. So um, as you said, my name is Kajal. I am an incoming D2 at Marquette, they call it like a D1.5 summer, which I think no other school does, but I'm technically a D1.5 right now. I'll be a D2 in a few weeks. Um, I went to Marquette for undergrad as well. And my whole like doing dental school page is all just about kind of like mentorship, um, talking to other pre-dental students, because I think that knowing somebody on the other side and just someone who's going to be willing to share their experience and be honest about everything can really help pre-dental students. So that's kind of what I'm here for. Great. So we're going to jump right into it. And how like have things been going? Just a general overview since the last time we talked, that was like, I think literally like your second week of dental school ever. So I'm sure a lot has happened. Yeah. A lot has happened. (laughs) Um, so I'd say my first year was, was good. It was, I feel like no one's like, oh yeah, my first year at dental school is like amazing. And you know, everything that I thought it was going to be, because it definitely is not. Um, there's a lot of things that, you know, you come into dental school and you weren't expecting certain hardships. And also sometimes it's just really hard. So, um, it's, it's been good though. I appreciate that, you know, I'm in dental school now and I'm learning stuff that I want to be learning about. And we're one year and one step closer to, um, being a dentist and kind of like living out the, the dream and the goal that I've kind of had for a while. Um, so yeah, in, in terms of like summer, um, we, so as many dental students know, and maybe if there are any people listening who are pre-dental or don't know much about um, dental school. So there used to be like boards um, your first summer after D1 year, there used to be part one of boards and then part two of boards that you take later. So our curriculum is still kind of set up for those part one boards, like having time to actually study in the summer. So I'm not taking many or very many classes, which is kind of nice. I have a lot of free time, which is really nice and something that I know I'm probably never going to have again in dental school. So I'm really just trying to take advantage of all of that free time. And I'm also seeing my first real life patient next week. So (laughs) that's very exciting too. That's so cool. Is it, do you guys just do exams and profies second year for patients? 
Just profies. Just profies. Okay. Yeah. So there's a doc that'll come and do the exam. Um, but I'm doing my first profi on a patient next week. I've done one on a classmate. I've done two on classmates, but this is like a real patient. <laughs> Definitely. And I think last time we were talking, I was saying how like I felt less confident with profies than like restorative because we didn't get a lot of practice of it. Yes. Um, and now that I'm in clinic, I can say profies are really no sweat. It's okay. I was just like confused because I hadn't done enough. I was like, how do I know if I'm doing it right? Because you just don't yeah. have like the repetition. But now that's like basically all I've been doing this summer. That's an exaggeration, but mostly exams and profies. <laughs> um, so I get it now. And it's yeah. simple. It doesn't. I, I feel like that. <laughs> Sorry. I feel like the hardest part of it all is just like knowing the computer stuff, like the actual doing it and like, you know, actually being in the patient's mouth, like that stuff you have done because you've been doing it in sim lab and you kind of know what to do, but it's like the order of things, like making sure you don't miss a step and don't do something out of order. And also making sure, you know, like know how to use Axiom, <laughs> like how to get a start check and stuff like that. So yeah. And it's so easy for us. I'm sure at most schools, cause I hear other students talk about like getting swipes from faculty and stuff like at the end of treatment or planning treatment and processing treatment, like all through the computers. And it's really easy to like miss a button and then like something doesn't get counted. And then that just hurts you as a student, but then you also have to like fix it because of like the billing offices and insurance. And like, it's so easy to make like a little mistake that just like causes hours of stress trying to fix when you just yeah. didn't like click the right button. So it's important yeah. to have good mentors to like help you through the first few appointments. So you don't do that, but it happens. Exactly. I literally just came back from speaking with my tutor and she just went through like all the computer stuff with me because obviously when I was doing it with my, um, with my classmate, like they were helping me out <laughs> and telling me what to click, but now it's all me. So I got to uh, know what buttons and all that to click. So it's scary, but I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Like our first semester, like seeing patients was this one, like the start of our third year. And I felt like I assisted my friends a ton. Like I met all my requirements pretty easy for assisting. And then kind of similarly, a lot of my friends assisted me. I think I only had one appointment this summer where I didn't have an assistant. And that's just because people were being nice, I guess. But point being your first couple appointments, it's nice if you have an assistant who knows how to do the computer work and will handle it for you. And you can just focus on clinical for now. Yeah. And if you can trust the person to really click all the right buttons, but then eventually you do need to, to learn how to do it, whether it's when you're assisting someone else or it's finally your own patient. But at first I would recommend try to have a good assistant that can do the computer work. So you can focus on the clinical. Yes. No, I definitely agree. I I think I do have an assistant next week. We get, so we don't actually, I don't know. Does it work different for you? Cause you kind of said that you have like assisting requirement hours. How does that work for you guys? Yeah. So we have to do like a specific number every semester. So like first year you don't do any, your first two semesters, I think, cause you're like still not orientated enough. I think the end of your first year is when you start assisting in clinic and you only do like three or four. And then second year, it's like eight, 12, 12. But then this year it jumps up to be like 40. Oh, wow. Semester. Like they want you to do like three per week unless you have a rotation. So wow. we're assisting as much as we're seeing patients pretty much. Do you guys um, find your 
own assistants? Like, do you just ask your friends? Yeah. You just ask around or we have like our class group page and we have like an assisting channel in Slack and we say like, Oh, I'm doing this appointment who can help. Or like our different clubs have like Google sheets where you can sign up if you're like, want to learn from like an upperclassman or like need help or something. So like, there's a bunch of different avenues to find people, but usually I just like text specific people that I know and see if yeah. they're free. Cause you want someone that you kind of feel like is going to do a good job. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. That's it's interesting to hear because I think it, it works really differently at Marquette where, I mean, I was assisting like my first month of dental school, which is, I was so scared. I remember I was like nervous, giggly and like the assistant that works there, she was like, why are you laughing so much? And I'm like, it's because I'm nervous, <laughs> but we get assigned to be in a clinic and to assist like five, six times a semester. Um, and we kind of just go there and they like tell us which cubicle to go to and which um, operatory to go to. And we just help a random D3 or D4. So it's, it's just interesting to see how it works differently at both schools. Do you guys have like paid assistance there? Like we real do, assist- do we but don't? only, oh, wow. Okay. Like it's students or bust. Like that's all, that's all you got. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know exactly how uh, all of it works, but I know there are a few paid assistants. There aren't many. Um, I think there are only maybe like two or three per clinic. Um, but yeah, I know I'm dreading the day that I have to go and do like restorative without an assistant and I drill for two seconds and then have to suction for two seconds. So I'm dreading that day. Yeah, it's definitely just dental school. And then even getting in like real practice, those assistants are so different because you're actually like passing instruments correctly and doing forehanded dentistry. But at our school, like assisting, they just like suction and like help with the computer. It's not like forehanded true dentistry and like in a real practice like the assistant puts the rubber dam on they put the clamp on some places have like expanded function dental assistants that like do composite and everything so like depending what state you're in practicing dentistry is going to be very different than what you do in dental school too like it's it's a whole whole thing to consider but you got to focus on the present that's what exactly mostly we're talking about today but I just (laughs) on tangents that there's a lot to think about when you think about (laughs) definitely so for Marquette one school year done what was some of the things that were different than what you kind of thought first year was going to be like yeah so um I guess it was kind of, it was kind of what I expected, kind of wasn't what I was expected. Um, obviously, I knew that classes were going to be really hard and that there would be a really crazy course load. I remember like, I don't know, in undergrad, the dental students from Marquette coming and being like, oh yeah, I'm in like 27 credits. And I'm like, how is that even humanly possible? Um, so I think going in and knowing that the course load was going to be crazy kind of like helped me um, because I don't know, it just, it going into it with the mindset of like, all right, this is going to be a lot and I'm just going to have to get through it. Like that kind of helped me. Um, But I think also D1 year wasn't exactly what I was expected because I think a lot of this stuff, which I didn't realize before dental school, but a lot of the stuff that you learn doesn't happen in school or in class, um, which I really wasn't expecting. I think I thought that, you know, if I'm in 27 credits and if I'm in 
class literally eight and a half hours a day straight, um, you know, all of my knowledge is going to just fit in to that, those like eight and a half hours. And realistically, I mean, there's a lot of, obviously we know like a lot of the lab work you do outside of class, um, even some coursework you do outside of class. And I think a lot of, I think the main thing that I really wasn't expecting was all that stuff that I want to know about dental school. So even stuff that we were talking about, about like, you know, forehanded dentistry or learning how to assist or even like figuring out axiom, that type of stuff doesn't happen in class. Like you go to lunch and learns and you learn about that stuff or you meet with your tutors outside of class or um, you just do research on your own, which I guess I just wasn't expecting. Like, I kind of just thought that it was all going to happen during class, but it really doesn't. You have to do a lot of learning, like, outside of class, which I wasn't expecting. Yeah, those are all really good things. And it's, <laughs> like you said, like, it's, like, not like it was so shocking, a lot of the stuff, but it yeah. was just, like, gradual adjusting and being like, oh, okay, like, this is this is how it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you go in and I feel like a lot of the times I was asking D2s, I was like, all right, like, you know, when, when do I do this? Or like, how do I know how to do this? And they're like, you don't, you just figure it out. <laughs> and there's a lot of figuring out that just happens in dental school. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like so much stuff though, to me now is like, just like common, like knowledge to me and a lot of my peers in my class, but like, you just didn't know that first year, not even like dentistry, technical stuff, but just the way things work or like the timeline yeah. through school. You were mentioning boards earlier, just like different things like that. Licensure, getting a job, contracts, like when do you start applying? Like more like future thinking things. I realize like so many people don't know about that. And it's so simple to maybe a third or fourth year a lot of the times. Yeah. But when you're telling a first year, they're like, whoa, like I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even just like how things work in the school too. I remember during orientation, they were like, you know, if you're going into clinic, you go downstairs, you get a white lab coat, but you do not wear the lab coat until you are in clinic with your patient. And that's like a big no-no. You do not walk around the school with your white lab coat on. And no one tells you that. Like, I mean, if a D2 hadn't mentioned it, during orientation, I probably would have never known. And I probably like someone would have stopped me and been like, Hey, like take that off. <laughs> so they're even just like little things, like how, how things work in the school. And then also, yeah, like you were saying, like how things work after school and learning about all those little things that you think make dentistry like so cool, but you don't actually learn about in class. That kind of jumps ahead to something else I wanted to talk about. Like mentorship and like meeting upperclassmen have you found most of that through different student orgs or through like just pairings that Marquette gave you I think both um I so because I went to Marquette for undergrad I did know a few people um just you know I was in a sorority in undergrad and so one of the girls who's two years older than me she goes to Marquette Dental School so she's gonna be a d4 now and talk to her a lot I have a tutor who she's actually become like a really great mentor and a great friend to me um where I can kind of text her anytime and <laughs> she'll answer my questions um but then I've also found it through different you know, clubs like ASDA, um, a lot of the times, especially like through book club, I've met a lot of like 
um, D2s and D3s who, or I guess now D3s and D4s, um, who have kind of just like given me insight on what to expect. Obviously, they've all taken the same classes with the same professors. So just giving like different little tips and tricks of how to go about stuff, whether it be like studying for an exam or just like how to do something in SimLab. So it's been nice. I think in dental school, a lot of people are just willing to talk and to talk to underclassmen as well about their experiences. And they're really excited because, I mean, even I feel that like with the incoming D1s, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a whole new like set of people who have never been through this and I can help them and I can talk to them and it'll probably be really fun to get to know them. So I think it's very easy to find mentors within dental school. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of naturally built into things. If you just like lean in a little bit and participate like a tiny bit, you'll probably find people that you click with. Yeah. And I mean, we all, we're all in dental school. So we have some sort of underlying personality traits that are kind of similar. And so it's usually pretty easy to talk to people and just get along with people as well. Mm -hmm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And last time we talked, we talked about that you knew about ASDA and that Marquette was auto-enroll, but you hadn't gotten involved or anything. Has that, have you gotten involved throughout first year or do you have any updates? Yes. Lots of updates in terms of ASDA. Um, So I, first of all, am the leadership development chair for district seven. So if anyone listening didn't know, there are different districts within ASDA, which kind of just group different schools together um, so that you can kind of share ideas and just you kind of have like a streamlined communication up through like the ADA. Um, And so I am leadership development chair for District 7, which is what Marquette's School of Dentistry is part of. Um, So that has been I'm just starting out in the position, but it's been really fun so far. We've surprisingly done a lot. We had like a leadership retreat that I wasn't able to go to, but we had this whole presentation on conflict management that seemed to be a hit. I think they're um, trying to incorporate that presentation and a few other things, hopefully. So that's kind of exciting. And then um, I'm also the vendor relations committee chairperson. I don't know, like I'm part of the committee of vendor relations for Marquette's ASDA. So that's been really fun. We had um, a leadership retreat for that as well. (laughs) And then we have recently just been like reaching out to different vendors and planning a few lunch and learns. So it's kind of cool, like being able to just talk to all of these different vendors and seeing how much they just like want to talk to students and want, I mean, 
Marquette is the only dental school in Wisconsin. So a lot of like the Wisconsin different dental companies and different like labs and stuff like that, like they want to come in and talk to us and help us and learn with us as well. So it's really cool seeing how passionate other people are about our dental school as well. It's very cool. Well, that's awesome. I'm so happy to hear that you've gotten more involved in that. You're enjoying it too. So that's great. Yeah. I think I mentioned last time that like in undergrad, I was like ridiculously involved and (laughs) I was involved in probably everything and anything you could ever imagine. And so it's kind of nice kind of getting a sense of that in dental school as well. Yeah. So, so similar here. I love being busy and like organizing things and all that. I, yes. I, I look I at you and I'm it. like, wow, you have like the podcast, the YouTube, the Instagram, but you're also like as the president and all this stuff. I don't know how you handle it. It's fun <laughs> for me. That's why. Like I wouldn't, if I hated it, I wouldn't do it kind of thing. That is true. So it's just personalities and interests and this is stuff I like. So it there works out. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any other student orgs you've gotten involved in besides ASDA? Um, so I don't know. I think I was the secretary of my class the last time we talked. I don't know why I probably just blanked on it and didn't talk about it at all. Um, Or maybe I did and I'm blanking right now, but um, I am the secretary of my class at Marquette. Um, So I've, I've been reelected to the position for the two years. So (laughs) I'm at least going to be it for the next year as well. Um, So that's been really fun. It's kind of nice to have a little bit of a say with what my class kind of is communicating to different professors and to administration. Um, I do a lot of communication also, like just with my class. I'm pretty sure you have this too, but it's like, I make the Google calendar with all the exams. I send out weekly emails. I send out, you know, the weekly updates from admin to my class, give them the reminders. So that's been really nice. It's kind of also nice to be that point person for other people. Like if they have a question of like, all right, when's this exam? Like I'm the person that they'll come to, or if I don't know, I'll email the professor and ask. So that has been really nice. And then aside from that, I'm just, I'm a member of HSDA, which is the Hispanic Dental Student Association. And then also the Special Care Dental Association, so SCDA. Um, I just go to random events. I'm not like on the board or anything, but I'm just like a general member. And it's it's been fun so far. <laughs> yeah, that's good that you recognized like things you wanted to get involved in, but also recognized like probably don't need a position in every club because you already have a lot. Secretary, I know is a lot of work. It's probably fun, but a lot of work. (laughs) I know. And that's the thing that I think I have the same mindset as you do of like, I wouldn't do it if I didn't think it was fun, but it is a lot of work. It definitely takes time, especially like at the beginning of the semester going through and like, you know, color coordinating everything, making sure that I mean, I give people access to change the Google calendar because I want them to, my classmates to be able to add different events and stuff like that. But sometimes, you know, like things get messed up and making sure that no one messes up the whole Google calendar either. Um, And also just like those weekly emails, a lot, a lot of work goes into those as well. So it's, it is fun though. I I do really enjoy it. I mean, it's what I would do for myself anyway. So it's kind of nice to be able to share that with my classmates as well. Yeah, that is amazing. You're doing awesome things. <laughs> I know I really appreciate our class secretary. So I'm sure that all your classmates love everything that you do. <laughs> yeah, 
I remember, I think when I was a senior in college or like when I had just gotten into dental school, I remember you talking about your class's secretary in like one of your videos or something. And I was like, oh my God, they have that in dental school. Like that sounds so fun. (laughs) So I was really excited when I heard that Marquette had it too. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, that is calling my name. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's awesome. So another thing I think is important to talk about, and I know even going into dental school, you were pretty adamant that like you wanted to try to have balance and try to take care of yourself and like not overwork yourself. So what are some of the ways that you found things to kind of keep you happy, healthy, doing well? Yeah. So I think I talked about this last time, but just like finding a balance between school and life, because you can't just put a pause on all of life, you know, when you're in dental school, even though dental school does take up a lot of time and a lot of your life, you can't give a hundred percent of your life to it. So um, definitely just keeping a balance between the two, just taking, even if it's like 10 minutes a day of me just like sitting and doing nothing and not, not thinking about dental school or just taking like one night a week where I go and, you know, I have time that I can either like just chill and watch Netflix and do nothing or just like hang out with my friends or my family, whatever that may be. Um, I think my biggest tip that I've learned from this is just as I said, like, don't give up the other aspects of your life just for dental school and keep up with the things that essentially just make you happy. So like, don't let go of your hobbies. Don't let go of the things that make you happy because those are the things that are realistically just going to help you actually get through dental school. Um, So I think like for me personally, like I need time for myself, just like to be alone for a bit every day, just to kind of like recharge. And that for me, that's just like sitting, watching Netflix, going for a walk, spending time outside, reading a book. Um, But then I also know that, you know, family is really important to me and maintaining like my relationship with my boyfriend or my relationship with my friends. All of that stuff is also really important for me to keep up. And so um, just kind of finding the, the right balance between, um, everything is, has really just helped me. It it took time, honestly, like it wasn't right away that I figured out that balance, but over time, I think I'm slowly learning that balance between all of that stuff. Definitely. And it can come in waves, like school has its busier seasons. And then like, maybe you need to kind of put relationships a little bit on the back burner for like a week. And then you can pick up like, we'll hang out on Sunday when everything's done and like, it'll be great. And you can look forward to it, but then you can like bury yourself in the books a little bit. But, (laughs) and I mean, the nice thing in dental school, at least, at least with your dental school friends is that if you're having a tough week, every single other person is having a tough week. And so your friends aren't going to ask you to hang out the night before like a big exam, because they also have a big exam, which I know was like kind of a struggle in undergrad of, making sure that, Hey, you know, like I have this really big exam tomorrow and I can't come to this, but all my friends are free and they're hanging out, but it's kind of nice in dental school that, you know, if you're having a bad week, everyone else is having a bad week. If you're having a light week, everyone else is having a light week and a fun week too. So that, that kind of makes it easier to kind of get through. Definitely. And I want to also add in there that like, if everyone else is having a good week and you're still having a bad week, it's yes. okay. And to still lean on your friends because they've all probably been there too, or maybe they're just not talking about like things that are frustrating them. Oh, absolutely. And I think 
sharing your struggles of, you know, like whatever, whether it be personal or just with school or something in general, just like sharing that stuff with your friends can really just make it easier as well. And it might not even be a dental school friend, just someone in your life, just sharing it and talking through things can really help as well. Yeah. And that's one of the things I really like about ASDA is that wellness is a big part of like their mission and goals to like bring to schools, just like mental wellness. But then there's also, there's five divisions of wellness if people want to look them up. So there's always like fun ASDA events too, that can kind of like be good de-stressors or just like good relaxation time. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, I think ASDA does a really good job of not having like just one type of wellness activity. Like I know personally for me, like we had a yoga event yesterday and I'm I'm not a huge yoga fan. I'm like not really good at it. And I'll go because I know it's good for me. But, you know, some of the other wellness activities more so speak to me. Um, Like yesterday, we had a lunch and learning about ergonomics. And I think that really like spoke to me. And I would, I had a really great time going there and learning about it. So I think wellness can come in different forms. And as it does a really good job of just having something for everybody to go to. Exactly. And it kind of mirrors nicely into like, taking care like outside of ASDA, just like how you do take care of yourself too. It doesn't always have to be like going to the gym or something. Like it doesn't always have to be fitness. Like it's good to incorporate movement somehow. Cause I feel like having a physically strong body is important for dentistry because it is physically taxing, but like everyone has a different way of getting there. I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. Something they talked about in the ergonomics (laughs) lunch and learn yesterday is that I think they were talking about um, how just having some type of everyday movement, even if it's just for 30 minutes, is like the biggest thing that can prevent injury in dentistry, which is like, it's just kind of crazy to think about that. Even just like walking or like going up the stairs or, you know, just something as simple as just getting like 30 minutes of exercise, which we've all heard since we were probably in kindergarten can help you prevent injury and prolong your life and then or prolong your career in dentistry as well. So it's very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is really cool. We need to get an ergonomics lecture at my school. That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was very cool. It was actually a PT student. I think he's doing his whole like final thing and his focus I don't know what you do in PT school I don't know enough about it but he is focusing his work and efforts on dental ergonomics which was really cool oh no way that's awesome (laughs) my friends in PT school at Michigan but they like Michigan has like different campuses like this is Ann Arbor is like the main hub but there's a few others and the PT program has ran out of another campus that's like 40 minutes away so but still I should reach out to her and see yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> so another thing I was thinking when you were talking about just like reflecting on your first year, you would also mention last time that at first you weren't really keen on Marquette because you wanted to go somewhere new, but you were already <laughs> like excited again about Marquette. Yeah. Now looking back, are you still like really glad you chose Marquette? Yes, absolutely. And I think I was I think I mentioned this last time. You're right that like at first, I mean, I hate the cold weather and that was realistically why I wanted to go somewhere else. Cause I was like, Oh, you know, this is my opportunity to go to like somewhere really nice and warm or it'll be sunny all the time. And I didn't really get that sense of home anywhere else. Um, I came to Marquette and I had, I didn't even come here because I had my, 
um, my interviews online, but obviously I was already at Marquette and I'd been to the dental school a few times. And even through the online Zoom interview process, I just felt this like sense of home. And I'm really glad to kind of just have my support system around me as well. I think that's become really apparent and really, really important um, because I knew that if I did go somewhere else, um, I wouldn't have my family nearby, which I grew up 20, 25 minutes away from Marquette. So my family lives really close by. My mom drops off food during busy weeks, which is really, really nice. And I really appreciate that. So I kind of have my support system here. My sister actually also is an undergrad student at Marquette. <laughs> and so um, um, it's nice to just go grab lunch with her on some of the busy weeks as well. Um, even just you know, having my boyfriend here and making sure that we're not doing long distance, which I don't think is necessarily all reason that I like for sure went to Marquette and, you know, didn't want to go somewhere far. Wasn't like my main priority or anything, but I have realized that it's very nice to be able to have my entire support system here and nearby me while I'm going through such like a hard and more difficult like time in dental school. So. Mm-hmm. I totally get what you're saying. And I was just talking about this kind of with one of my friends who's in medical school and she also stayed in Michigan. We both grew up in Michigan, like different parts, but either way, like close enough to home and family. And I feel like a lot of people in different professions that go right into working and don't need like graduate school. So people that we know we graduated undergrad with and they're working, you know, being real adults. It's funny because like at that time, when you're like a senior in college and you're thinking where you want to go for school, like you're, again, if you're more traditional going right from undergrad, like those like young mid twenties years. Yeah. I feel like it's so appealing, like go out somewhere new, like see the country somewhere different, like really (laughs) just dive into something. But my friend and I were like, okay, now that I'm nearing like the end of dental school, end of medical school, I like feel like that feeling just like went away because as you get a little bit older, people are starting to settle down anyways. So it's like that time period, just like the desire for it went away because other people are like finishing that up anyways and like moving back home or settling down. So yeah, I even thought like, oh, maybe when I graduate dental school, like I'll go explore a new area, which like you totally can. I know it's probably like personality dependent what people like, but (laughs) I'm so much more now content to just like stay here. Like I would be like very happy just being near family and like getting a job and somewhere in Michigan. And I think like I would have been surprised to hear that when I was like 18 or 19. But once you just get older, you're just like, life is good. It's nice. Yeah, Yeah. It's nice to be comfortable. Like family's so important to have around. And I guess it's a word of advice to people that are considering in-state or out-of-state, whatever. If you don't go, you might never go. So if you really want to go, probably do it because you're going to get kind of complacent later on like I am and probably never leave. (laughs) No, I agree. I remember someone saying that um, when I was an undergrad, I was volunteering somewhere and a dentist told me, she was like, if you want to go somewhere, like you are never going to be able to move somewhere for four years and then come back, no strings attached. So just do it. And I think that's what really stuck in my mind when I was applying to dental school. And then it all happened. And I was like, eh, actually, I kind of just want to stay here. And I mean, I'm sure I, I do you guys get like in-state tuition as well 
Yeah, I do. Okay. Like the in-state residents do. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that was also a big appeal for me is like, you know, if I can save even, you know, $20,000, like $20,000 is a lot of money. Um, even versus there was one school that was $200,000 more than Marquette after four years. And I, I mean, even if the school does provide me with a lot of stuff, I just couldn't really justify spending all of that extra money. And so I think also the financial aspect of applying to dental school and going to dental school was actually like a huge pull for me as well. So I had to relocate, but we will continue. (laughs) I, yeah, I agree. In-state tuition. I was telling a lot of pre-dents are like, okay, like what, at what level is it like worth it to save the money? Cause you do make good living as a dentist. So it's like, is it 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, a hundred thousand? Like when you're comparing two schools, maybe you got a scholarship somewhere out of state and as a non-financial planner, still student, I'm usually telling people like, if it's over 50,000, it's probably like after four years total, like probably go to that cheaper school because like, that's a lot of money. And like 10,000 might not seem like a big deal later, but I mean, even anything literally is a big deal. So Yeah. And I mean, even thinking about other aspects of those finances, aside from just tuition itself, but, you know, cost of living is a huge thing. There is, I mean, obviously buying groceries in New York City is a lot more expensive than buying groceries in Wisconsin or Michigan. Um, Or even, I mean, if I did go somewhere far, I would be paying for plane tickets or gas, which you know, as we know is like crazy right now. Um, and like, I'd probably be paying for a car to be on campus as well and all of that stuff. So I think it all just like adds up and those are all different aspects of those finances that you kind of have to take into consideration when you're deciding where to go, because just that, you know, maybe if it's $50,000 of a difference in tuition, but also factoring in like, all right, like how much is your apartment going to cost? Because I know apartment, rent prices can be crazy some places versus other places. Um, So just looking at all of that stuff is definitely really important or at least one aspect to Mm -hmm. keep in mind when you're choosing where to go to dental school. Yes. Very good side tangent advice, but important (laughs) important to discuss. So another thing I just thought would be fun to talk about is like, as someone that makes YouTube content, posts on Instagram, like, doing all the mentorship that you do, trying to reach pre-dance from your perspective, do you like to follow dental creators or do you like to use like YouTube social media time to totally disconnect? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I, when I'm on Instagram, I use my dental Instagram to look at, you know, all of like our dental creators that I'm connected with and learning about other different schools and stuff like that and just connecting with other students. But I also do have just like a personal Instagram where I just follow my friends and I kind of just get to disconnect from dental school and, um, you know, get to know about my friends' lives and what they're doing, especially, you know, like from high school and from college. Um, I think, I think you had a question on there also about just like um, when I'm watching YouTube or, or, oh my gosh, YouTube or Netflix or whatever. Um, Like if I watch a lot of dental creators and I think I used to watch a lot of dental videos, a lot of like uh, dental influencers, if you would call it um, when I was a pre-dent, as I said, like last year, 
year, I think I religiously watched like your videos, um, Eleni Marie's videos. Um, I watched Laura's videos, like just religiously because I was like, oh my God, what they're doing is so cool. And I want to do that. And it gave me this insight into what dental school is like, and it was so cool. And I think now I'm like, all right, I'm surrounded by dental school. So I watched them, I watched them here and there, but not as religiously as I used to. Um, because I usually just take my free time to kind of just take a break and, you know, read, relax. I don't know, scroll through Instagram, scroll through TikTok, watch Netflix, stuff like that. Just like take a break um, because obviously in those situations, I mean, still right now I, I do watch some of the videos because I think it's really cool. Like even to see your videos of you transitioning to clinic and seeing that, okay, like that's what I'm going to have to do next year. And it's kind of scary. So watching those videos is kind of fun. Um, but then I think also just like, I, I'm not as religious in watching all of them because I do want to take a break from dental school as well. So, yeah, that's kind of a similar answer, like what I was expecting. Cause I feel the same way, like first year when everything was online. So even though I was in dental school, it didn't feel like real dental school. So I did yeah. like to watch like other dental students to see what they're up to and kind of get that like camaraderie going. But now that I like literally live dental school all the time, I rarely will watch dental creators unless yeah. they're ahead of me in the timeline. So if they're taking boards, I find that interesting. Or like um, there is a pediatric dentist, Lexi Fuller. Well, she's in pediatric residency. Yeah. She does vlogs and I love watching her stuff because she's like ahead of me. So I think that's like the big thing for like the dental space is like people that you're looking ahead to. Like yeah. I watch some people that are actually dentists that give like business advice, practice advice, like vlogs and stuff. And like I think that's probably what most people do. Like you're focusing on what's ahead, not like watching people literally doing the same thing as you. <laughs> exactly. And like, I, I mean, I don't want, I don't want to like knock other people and be like, oh, like, you know, I don't, but it is, it is nice to be able to like learn from those videos as well, because I think that's what I usually use it as of like, you know, I'm looking and I'm like, all right, this is what my life is probably going to look like in a year or two years. And it's kind of cool to see because that's something that you're looking forward to. Like, you know, right now I see all the D3s transitioning into clinic. I see you guys, you transitioning into clinic and it's like really cool and kind of scary because I'm like, wow, that's what I'm going to have to figure out next year. So might as well learn a little bit about it and kind of know what to expect next year so that I at least like I'm prepared somewhat. Um, but I think also like, just watching the everyday life of dental school. I'm like, all right, I'm living that in my life too. Like, I don't, I don't want to watch a vlog about it. Definitely. I feel that. And it's, it's just funny to like, I don't know. It's just like, it's just a different perspective to be like, it is I feel old now, basically for me. I'm like, well, yeah. like I'm getting grown up crazy. I know uh, it, is, it is crazy. <laughs> do you have any updates or like plans for your doing dental school page or are you going to just kind of keep the same vibes going um so probably just keep up with mentorship I've been dabbling a little bit into just having like one-on-one -on -one conversations with people as well because um I had this whole especially when um applications just opened up I had a lot of people reaching out to me being like okay can you read over my personal statement or, you know, can we have a one-on-one -on -one conversation about what schools I should apply to? And so um, I think those conversations are more 
helpful when I'm just talking to someone one-on-one. So I've been doing a little more of that, especially over the summer when I don't have as much going on with classes. Um, But aside from that, really just like sharing other pre-dental advice, I think I'm trying to share a little bit more about my life in dental school as well, because I think that's what my life is transitioning to now as well, because, you know, last year when I started this page, I was a pre-dent. And so I knew a lot about pre-dental stuff and I slowly feel a lot of that knowledge just leaving me. (laughs) And, um, but I am still sharing a lot about pre-dental stuff. And then also just like dental school in general, even talking about like, you know, the incoming D1s and how their transition is going to be. I've had a lot of D1s reaching out to me. Um, But yeah. And then I think just like sharing my life in general, I feel like I don't share much of like my personal life on Instagram. And so I'm trying to just share like a little more of like my daily life and like what I'm doing and more of like my hobbies and stuff like that. Yeah, I totally get that. And I think it's people when you're at least transitioning, like when we graduate and stuff, if you want to kind of keep the same like dental page, whatever you end up doing with it, I think people like seeing a bit like personal side to the dentist that they're going to be like, going to see because they're like, oh, they're a real person. They have a family, they have a dog, whatever. And like, yeah, that makes them feel more comfortable and less like you're just the scary dentist. <laughs> yeah, no. And I think also like when I started it and in- I intention or, oh my gosh, wow. My intention in starting this page was realistically just to be a mentor for other people. But I also realized that being a mentor isn't just sharing about my dental school life. Like I do have a life outside of dental school. And so sharing about all that stuff too can also help people because I think, you know, as a pre-dent and looking at dental school, you're like, all right, going to dental school, I'm going to grind for four years. I'm going to have no life and all that stuff. And that's not realistically how it is. And so being able to share like what you're doing on the daily and, you know, you going out and socializing with friends and like hanging out with people and taking time for yourself is definitely important to share as well. And it's part of mentorship as well. So exactly. It gives people a more realistic look and hopefully like encourages them a little bit. So it's great what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah. Dental school is not as scary and crazy as probably what I thought and probably what other people think as well. So. Mm -hmm. So one last question before we wrap up here, I don't know if you have an answer for this, no pressure if you don't, but I was just (laughs) curious, like your future plans career wise. And like, if you're doing anything now to kind of put some things in place or get ready, there's not. I don't have like a super clear answer. I think I'm still trying to figure it out myself. Um, I think there are a lot of ideas in my head of like, all right, you know, I could consider doing a GPR. I could consider going and practicing as like an associate or part of like a DSO where, you know, I have somebody above me that's kind of like mentoring me and sharing their knowledge with me. Um, So I'm just, researching at this point. I haven't really made a decision on what I want to do. Um, but I think just to prepare for it, just doing a lot of research and also just like networking with other people, you know, as I said, like through vendor relations, I'm able to reach out to a lot of these different vendors and like at vendor fair or through ASDA or through lunch and learns and learning a lot and being able to meet a lot of people and just learn about different practices and different ways to practice. Um, so I'm just 
in the state of just learning and trying to kind of learn more about how each type of practice works and figuring out what I'm kind of looking for after dental school. So I don't really have a clear answer yet. I wish I did, but. No, I think that's totally fair for where you're at. And I was pretty similar like a year ago too. just like making those connections. And ASDA is so good for that. Just kind of see what's out there and like start like every little bit, you'll kind of get an idea in your head. And like, I've been like making a note in my phone of like random things that I hear from people that I'm like, that's a really good idea. Or like, it's great to implement that into a practice or whatever. So like as time goes on, you'll just have a wealth of knowledge, hopefully. (laughs) Exactly. And I think hopefully this upcoming year, I'll be able to maybe if I don't have like a complete like answer to it, but at least have a better idea. I think a lot of the stuff that was available to us this past year to be able to learn about that stuff, I kind of ignored because I was like, well, I'm a D1, so I don't need to know that yet. And now I'm like, all right, like, you know, it would be nice to kind of start learning about that stuff. And so, you know, the different lunch and learns and meetings that we have about like a GPR or something like that, like, I hope to be able to attend all of that stuff this upcoming year, because I think it would be nice to start learning a little bit more about that. Definitely. So do you have any closing thoughts you want to leave people with? Um, I don't think so. I guess I would just say that if you're starting D1U, it's really like, take a deep breath. You will be fine. It'll all be okay. You'll get through it. It seems really scary. I remember looking at the D2s last year and being like, oh my God, they're so lucky. They've already gone through this and I still have to go through all of this, but it will totally be fine. And I'm wishing you a ton of good luck and you'll get through it. (laughs) That's all I got. I love that. Very positive message. (laughs) That's what we all need in our lives. Let's be honest. So that was great. And remind people again, your Instagram page, if they want to reach out or have any questions. Yeah. So my Instagram is doing.dental.school and then YouTube is doing dental school. All right. Well, thank you so much. It's been great catching up again. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me on again. It was really exciting. I was really excited when you reached out again. So (laughs) 